This is the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Dr. Julie Capel, episode number 141. Thanks for joining me again today, and thanks for sending in your questions for my upcoming podcast, answering your questions about life coaching. I'm getting ready to record that episode very soon, and I also have a podcast scheduled with my friend, Dr. Susan Sales, where we will be talking about mistakes that we have made in our career and our practices. She's a practice owner, if you recall from a previous podcast. So we will be getting together soon to talk about mistakes that people make in practice. So if you have any questions for that podcast, you can send those to me as well. I'm looking forward to that podcast. It should be a lot of fun. Also, just to let you know, I will be a guest on an upcoming episode of the Smarter Vet Financial Podcast, and it will be released on October 16th, I believe. So if you haven't listened to that podcast before, go find it October 16th and listen to me and Tom Seco. We will be talking about life coaching and financial stuff for veterinarians because his company advises veterinarians on their finances. So listen to me there on the Smarter Vet Financial Podcast in October. So today on this podcast... I want to talk to you about self-care versus avoidance. I have many of my veterinary coaching clients ask me how we know the difference between actual self-care and overindulgence or avoidance behaviors. The question is, are we taking an evening off from our responsibilities because we need some downtime and relaxation for self-care? or? Are we taking the evening off to avoid something that we don't want to do or tackle some work that we have looming over our head or some negative emotion? So sometimes self-care can actually be detrimental when it turns into avoidance. A couple examples. If you're a student and you need to study for a test and you find yourself on social media all evening, then you're probably avoiding your studying, right? If you stop at Taco Bell on the way home from work and you order a couple burritos and then you eat them all in the car before you get home to make dinner, you're probably trying to numb some feelings that you want to escape left over from your work day or feelings about facing something at home. I know sometimes on my way home from work, I drive by a fast food place and I think about, oh, that would be nice as a treat to drive in there and get some fast food. But really what's happening is I want to treat myself because I'm feeling stressed and I think on some level that food's going to make me feel better. So there's a difference between are we doing that for self-care or are we doing it to avoid our life? And just so you know, we all do this. We all avoid our feelings. It's a natural thing. 
And we do it in many different ways. So sometimes we're not even aware that we're avoiding our feelings. Our parents taught us when we were children that we should always be happy. So our brain is kind of programmed to think that happiness is a constant and that if we're feeling unhappy, we kind of want to numb those unhappy feelings or avoid them. So now as adults, this is what we do. And it can be very subconscious, like we don't even realize we're doing it. So what we need to do is start to teach ourselves how to practice proper self-care and realize when we are avoiding and why we are avoiding. Self-care means doing things to take care of your mind, body, and soul by engaging in activities that reduce your stress and promote your well-being. So self-care enhances your ability to live a more full life and be more effective. The practice of self-care also reminds both you and other people that you have needs and they're valid and that they're a priority. So as you're caring for yourself, it's kind of a reminder to your family, to the outside world, to your boss, that you are the priority and that your feelings and the things that you're doing to care for yourself are valid. And self-care also helps you maintain a healthy relationship with yourself and then those around you. Because if you've ever felt stressed out or overwhelmed and you come home from work and you lash out at your children, you lash out at your spouse, all of that negative energy that's coming out of your body is because you haven't cared for yourself. You haven't processed those emotions and you haven't dealt with them appropriately. Even if you stop and get those two burritos at Taco Bell and you eat them on the way home, you might feel a little bit less stressed when you get there, but on some level, you still haven't cared for your feelings properly. And so those negative emotions can come out on your family or friends. So I know we've talked about a little bit about this in the past, is what exactly can be self-care or what is self-care? And it can be something as simple as getting a breath of fresh air during a busy day at work, just taking a little walk outside, which I actually did on Friday. I said, I got to get out of this building. It's such a beautiful day. And I just went outside for like five minutes and I looked at my friend's new car. She took me out there and showed me the inside of her beautiful new vehicle. And I kind of walked around the parking lot. I didn't have time to do a full walk around the block, but just getting outside and putting your face towards the sun. Sometimes I do this and it's embarrassing to my kids, but I'll walk out in the sun and I'll just spread out my arms and look up to the sky and just feel the rays on my skin. And that little bit of time that you spend outdoors is self-care. Now you can also do yoga and meditation. There's lots of ways you can do self-care. And I have a list here, which is kind of funny because some of it I, I think is accurate and some of it I kind of question because for me, some of this stuff is not self-care. But I thought I'd read this list in case you're struggling with what kind of things you can do to care for yourself when you're struggling with some negative emotion or stress or overwhelm. So some examples that I found of things that you can do to take care of yourself are cleaning, which... I kind of doubt that because I'm not a, I'm not big into cleaning my house. However, I do understand that once I get a really nice clean room, it feels good and I feel accomplished. So on some level, cleaning your house can be self-care. Cooking or baking, if you enjoy that. Making a to-do list and crossing things off sometimes can be self-care. 
obviously exercise, going for a walk, listening to music, meditation we always talk about, any other kind of mindfulness exercises, playing a game, which um, this one is really interesting to me because I used to do this when my kids were younger. We had one of those Wii video games, and my daughter and I used to love to play the Michael Jackson dance game. Oh my gosh, we had so much fun. We would do it for hours. We'd be sweating. And it was really self-care for me because I felt so good doing it. And it was moving my body, getting rid of a lot of my energy. And it was really fun. So play a game, something that you like to do. You can practice deep breathing. If you like to read books, read a book. Take a bath if you enjoy that. That's a really good way to take care of yourself. Take a nap is a good one, but make sure that you're not napping all day because sometimes if you start sleeping a lot, that's a sign that you're not in self-care. You're just trying to escape, and that's what we're going to talk about on this podcast. You can watch a movie or TV. Those can also be abused. And then yoga and all the other things that we often talk about, getting your nails done, getting your hair done, all that self-care stuff, right? So the first thing I want to talk about when we're talking about working to figure out if you're overindulging in self-care to avoid your life or if you're actually practicing self-care is to take an assessment and spend a little time really thinking about what you do. Because often we are just unaware. We think we're practicing self-care, but we're not feeling better. And sometimes we're overindulging in the self-care. I was talking to one of my clients one day and she couldn't figure out why she wasn't getting anything done on her goal list because so many days she was saying, well, I need some self-care and she was taking a whole day off. Well, that can be self-care, but if you're never accomplishing your goals, then it's not really self-care because you're not attending to your life. It's not advancing your agenda. It's not making your life fuller. It's taking away from your life because you're just wasting time. And that isn't always self-care. And that's why I wanted to do this podcast. So ask yourself some of these questions to try to figure this out. Is there anything that you know you're overindulging in every week? Do you feel like you're overeating? Do you feel like you're drinking too much? Are you spending hours on social media and coming off of those binge social media sessions feeling worse? When I go on social media and I start reading the Not One More Vet columns, even the Moms with a DVM, some of these columns, there's so much negativity. And so it's nice to be there to support other people in our profession, but sometimes just reading this spewing of negativity that's coming out of other people will obviously pull you down. So be careful about that. Realize what you're doing. Ask yourself these questions. And then once you decide if you think you're overindulging in order to avoid your life, why do you think you're doing this? And this is the hard part, right? Because sometimes we just don't know why. We're just trying to escape. And because we've never been aware of this concept of overindulgence or avoidance, we just do it. So if you think about it and you decide, what am I avoiding? If I'm not spending my time thinking about why I'm avoiding it, what I'm avoiding, it's going to be very difficult to change it. 
So first we have to acknowledge that we have a problem, which sounds like kind of a 12-step thing. And I'm not saying that. Like we're not addicted, although sometimes we kind of are, right? We're addicted to food a little bit. We're addicted to social media. So do you feel stable? This is another question to ask. Do you feel stable with your financial life? Do you feel stable in your spiritual life? Do you feel stable with your family? Do you feel stable with your friends? There's so many areas in our life that need care. And I'm going to do another podcast on that. But the different areas of our life all need self-care. And so take an assessment of all those areas. How do you feel in relationship to your spouse or your significant other? How do you feel in relationship to your children or your parents? How do you feel in your relationships at work? Are your finances in order? Do you struggle with that? Is there something missing in your spiritual life? Do you need to spend more time with whatever you believe in, whether it's God or the universe? Do you need to spend more time in that arena? All of these questions are part of taking your assessment of self-care and then kind of rank it. Like, where do I feel like I'm missing something? Do you feel like your emotions are out of whack, your spirit, your physical health, your mental health, your social situations? What is it that's out of balance? And then you can really start to think about a self-care plan for each area of your life. And then ask yourself, what kind of things do you want to take care of? Where do you want to spend your energy? And where would you like to start? What is the priority? So another question that my clients sometimes ask is, is it okay to avoid sometimes? Like, is it okay when something is just so overwhelming that you don't want to deal with it and you just want to go home and veg out and just ignore it? And I think that those are valid things. I really do think that sometimes we need to avoid because there are times when we just don't feel up to dealing with something in the present moment. And we're so overwhelmed that we just need a little time to process, calm our mind down, and then start to work on processing the feelings. I do it. And if you feel yourself going to that, but it's becoming a habit and it's becoming destructive, be careful that you're not doing it all the time. So the way this might look is I sometimes feel like I want to watch Netflix or eat something maybe something bad for me, because I have overwhelming feelings. If I realize that that's my go-to, the Netflix binge or the food binge, those are the things that my brain wants to go to when I'm feeling overwhelmed. I can realize that I'm doing that before I start eating the bad food or before I sit down to binge on Netflix. And then I can decide on purpose to do something less destructive to my body like go for a bike ride or go for a walk in order to avoid my negative emotions. I still might be avoiding processing the feelings, but I'm doing it in a way that isn't as bad for me physically. Or maybe I just do want to watch a movie on Netflix, but I don't want to sit there all night and binge, which I have been known to do. Binge watching shows on Netflix is kind of fun, right? (laughs) But if you're doing it to avoid taking care of yourself and taking care of your emotions, then it's not so good. 
So some of these activities that you can use to kind of distract your brain when it's very, very, very overwhelmed that may not be as destructive as some of the things that we like to indulge in when that level of distress is just so high that we can't effectively handle it until we kind of calm down. So some of these things sound like self-care, but they actually can be used as distraction and avoidance, maybe in a good way. And this is where this line gets fuzzy, right? Between self-care activities and distraction activities or avoidance activities. So some avoidance things that you can do that are a little bit better than others are maybe calling a friend and talking out what's going on in your life. So you can kind of get those emotions out in a safe environment, a friend or a coach, somebody that can just listen to the distress that you're feeling. That will help you kind of avoid the feelings for a moment, but also help you process them. You can create something like art or do a puzzle or do some task that's kind of mundane and automatic, but allows your brain to be free in order to process some of the feelings. You can go outside and just walk a little bit and look around and try to describe what's going on in nature Sometimes that will help calm your brain. Even though you're avoiding processing the feelings, it will calm your brain down so you can start to realize what's causing your distress. Listening to music, dancing, making lists sometimes helps me when I'm very, very overwhelmed is just start doing that thought download or writing a list of things that I'm thinking about having to do. Much of my overwhelm and avoidance behavior comes from feeling like I've got too many things to do and not enough time to do them. It's kind of the way my brain is wired. So for me, making a list sometimes helps. You could even take a shower or do something different than you've ever done. You can watch a funny TV show, sometimes just watching a show, maybe a show that you have watched over and over again, but just something to kind of let your brain chill a little bit for a half an hour, not for all night, you don't want to binge, but just to kind of get your brain a little bit calmer, and then you'll be in a better place to start to process. So there's self-care, and then there's avoidance, and there's this fine line between the two. And your self-care plan is going to be different than mine. I think riding bikes helps me so much. And so I go ride my bike when the weather is nice or my stationary bike when it's not. I can go for a walk with my dog sometimes. That helps me. Your self-care is going to be different than mine. And so coming up with some sort of plan is going to help you. And getting down on paper or at least in an organized fashion somewhere in your life the areas of your life that need attention. And do this frequently. Write down what are my priorities? What do I need to work on? What am I avoiding? And all of this thought work that you're doing is going to create some awareness about what do I do for self-care well and what do I do to avoid. If any of you have worked with a life coach before, you will find that we are big fans of processing your feelings. And the reason we're fans of that is because most of our actions are caused by our feelings. And so when you're having a feeling, it's going to cause you to do something, either good or bad. And so processing your feelings and understanding them is a big part of getting a handle 
on whether you're avoiding your feelings and avoiding your life and buffering, as we call it, or whether you're actually taking care of yourself. So if you're in a situation and you're unsure whether your feelings are being stifled by the way you're acting or not, you can ask yourself a few questions like, what are the facts of the situation that I'm thinking about? What really happened? Writing down the thoughts and the facts will help you sort them out. And that's where that thought download comes in. I'm always a big fan of that. So ask yourself, are you overreacting? Are your emotions valid to the situation? If a client yells at you, one client in a day, and you go home and you want to quit veterinary medicine, is that really appropriate? You saw 20 other clients that were perfectly lovely and one client yells at you and all of a sudden it's the end of the world. If you sit down and process that, you can realize that your reaction is not in line with the actual facts of the situation. So is your emotion, is your emotional response to what happened accurate and does it match up? And if not, then you're going to start to avoid it, right? Because you're overreacting to a situation that isn't that critical. And then you're trying to avoid that overreaction and those bad feelings. But if you realize that those emotions that you're feeling are a little bit over the top for the actual facts of the situation, then you can start to modify them. So I found some examples of different ways you can tell whether you're avoiding your emotions or whether you're taking care of yourself. Are you seeking comfort or are you just trying to squash what's going on in your brain? So let's say you had a bad day. There were a lot of things that didn't go right. Your mood is kind of going in the toilet. You want to give yourself some comfort. You want to treat yourself. And so you decide that you're going to call up your husband or your kids and take them all out for ice cream because that sounds like something that's really fun and it will help change your mood and we're all going to go on this little ice cream trip. So that could be determined as self-care, right? Even if ice cream isn't the best food for you, if you go into it with the right emotional response, this is going to be fun. It's going to help me process my emotions from the day. It's going to help me be less irritable. I'm just looking for some comfort with ice cream and my family time. Then that could be considered self-care. But if you buy a huge ice cream sundae plus a second one, and then you eat all the ice cream, then you come home and stare at the TV all night or your computer, and then you feel terrible about what you just did. I ate too much ice cream, I wasted my whole evening. That's not self-care. So that's avoidance. And we're numbing our negative emotion. And realizing that this is common and that many of us do it will help you not be so judgy of yourself, right? If you're excessively caring for yourself, just realize that that's something that we all tend to do. The exciting thing is, is that we can learn about ourselves, realize it, and then we can start to change it. So if you think you're numbing your feelings or avoiding your feelings by too much self-care, just that awareness is going to help you change it. Another example of how we distract ourselves and avoid our feelings is procrastination. So this is a big one for me. If I'm feeling anxious, 
let's say something's supposed to happen in my life and I'm waiting for a phone call or I have all these things on my plate and I just can't get myself together to start working, I might pull out my phone and start scrolling through social media for a long time, like too long, instead of sitting there and going, oh, I'm feeling anxious. Let me take some deep breaths. Let me describe my anxiety. Let me take a little walk or talk to a friend or talk to my husband about the anxiety that I'm feeling. I start to avoid it, avoid dealing with it by going to social media. And then I might sit there for an hour scrolling through all this negativity and feel even worse. So I'm not saying don't use social media as self-care. You can do that. But realize if you're doing it to escape or procrastinate, which is what I do, I don't want to write the blog or I don't want to record the podcast or write the podcast, I, I get overwhelmed by the amount of things that I put on myself and my plate that I use avoidance instead of self-care. If you come out of that self-care session of social media feeling worse, then it's probably not self-care, it's probably avoidance. And another example is, let's say you set a big goal. Let's say it's something like, I want to lose 10 pounds, or I'm going to go to the gym every week. And you schedule it. And you put it on your calendar. But then, a couple days later, you start feeling ill. And then you decide, well, I'm kind of sniffly, and I'm kind of body achy, but I'm still going to go to the gym. I'm still going to do my workout. I'm going to push through it. Sometimes that's self-care because you're caring for yourself and your goals. But if you're physically ill, you sometimes have to balance with taking care of your physical self. So neglecting what your body needs is not always self-care. You see how confusing this can get, right? Discipline versus taking care of your sick self, right? And some of us are such perfectionists that we do this. We think that even if we're sick, we have to go to work. Even if we're sick, we have to go to the gym. And we get this kind of all or nothing thinking. What I'm trying to express to you in this podcast is that it's not all or nothing. Sometimes self-care looks like one thing and sometimes avoidance looks like one thing. They can be very much intertwined. So avoidance is something that we often do way better than we do our self-care. And it's normal. You're not the only one that's binge watching Netflix at night. You're not the only one that's overindulging in food. You're not the only one that's overindulging in exercise. We all have this tendency to escape our negative emotion. And I want you to just realize that this is part of the deal. Because if you don't accept that there are things that all of us would like to change and you think you're the only one that needs to change, then that's very isolating. But if you understand that that's why I do what I do, that's why we're out there helping people, is that this is just a normal human thing. And I want you to enjoy your life, and sometimes you just don't have the capacity to deal with some heavy things and heavy emotions. But if it becomes harmful, and it's preventing you from enjoying your life, the avoidance, if you're binge-watching Netflix and not sleeping, for example, That's when we need to intervene with ourselves, and that's when we need to do some work, which is what I'm all about. I love doing this work. So what do we do, and what don't we do? The first thing we don't want to do is beat ourselves up. 
don't shame yourself for the things that are happening. Because if you do, it's going to be worse. You will have this cycle of doing something that's not good for you because you're trying to avoid your emotion. And then you're going to beat yourself up about it and shame yourself. And then it's going to get worse because then you're going to avoid that shame emotion and do more things that perpetuate this cycle of avoidance. So don't beat yourself up. Don't become preoccupied with guilt because then you're going to avoid more, right? The guilt you're going to try to avoid. And don't give up on your actual self-care plans. Make sure that you have a plan for self-care And when it doesn't go the way it's supposed to go, when you actually do overindulge in Netflix or you do overindulge in ice cream or whatever your method of choice of avoidance is, recognize when it's happening and then stop and take a breath. And ideally, if you can stop before you start doing something destructive, it would be best. But it takes time. It takes practice. You have to recognize it. Is this the thing that I want to do right now? I ask myself that question a lot. When my brain says, go watch Netflix all night because you're overwhelmed, if I can just stop and feel the overwhelm and feel the anxiety, then I can ask myself, is this really what you want to do? Or do you want to deal with this emotion of overwhelm and then actually do something constructive? Or would you be better off going for a walk? or taking a bike ride, getting your brain centered, and then coming back and taking care of yourself. So call yourself out on it. If you're having trouble calling yourself out, let someone else know that you're struggling. If you keep it a secret, it's going to have more power. So if you tell a really close friend that, hey, I'm struggling with this. I feel like I'm on social media too much. I'm really struggling. I don't know what to do. They can help you set some boundaries. They can help you figure out why you're doing it. And then you'll have more power the next time it happens to stop. So just realize that it's unrealistic to be on all the time. It's unrealistic to always practice perfect self-care. But if you work on it and you understand the difference between self-care and avoidance behavior, you'll be able to start to tease those things apart and really start to understand the feelings that are causing the avoidance and what you'd like to do instead. Self-care is a choice, and it's your choice. What is best for you? And it's not always the easiest thing, right? Sometimes you have to push yourself out of your comfort zone. Coaching for me is one of those things. It's self-care for me, but getting coached doesn't always feel good. And so when I go to a coach with my problems, I have to kind of humble myself to be like, okay, this is the best thing for my self-care right now. Getting coached is going to help me in the long run. And don't use self-care as an excuse. Like I'm going to take the whole day off because I'm feeling overwhelmed when it's truly avoidance. Okay, so work on that this week. And before I close, I want to read you a couple of quotes. The first one is from Parker Palmer. And it says, self-care is never a selfish act. It's simply good stewardship of the only gift I have, the gift I was put on this earth to offer others. And another quote from Roy T. Bennett says, accept yourself, love yourself, and keep moving forward. If you want to fly, you have to give up what weighs you down. And some of our avoidance behaviors really do weigh us down, don't they? 
And another quote that I really like is from Brene Brown. It says, talk to yourself like you would to someone you love. And that's really what this is all about. Coaching, self-coaching, working on yourself, working on that inner life is about loving yourself. So if you like what you're hearing on this podcast, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave me a five-star review. If there are suggestions or you have questions for any of my upcoming podcasts and my upcoming guests, please send them to me by email. My email is jacapelldvm at gmail.com. You can also go to my website if you want to send me a message. It's juliecapel.com or veterinarylifecoach.com. Both things will get you there. And if you work on yourself this week, either doing some self-care, analyzing your self-care, or working on some of your avoidance behaviors, let me know. I'd love to hear that some of these podcasts are helping you. I love to hear that you're out there listening, and I just feel like I have friends here. So reach out so I know who you are. I'd love to get to know you better. And if you want free coaching, that's on my website too. So this week, go out there and love yourself, do some self-care, and if you're doing some avoidance behaviors, just acknowledge them. Don't beat yourself up. Don't feel shame. Just start to learn about yourself. That's what it's all about. And have a beautiful, caring week. Bye.